0: Good afternoon. The Calm Christian here. Overthinking rather than underthinking. Maybe we need to underthink because if we try to overthink, we'll just get confused. But maybe we have to overthink in order to get so muddled up, we just throw our hands up in frustration and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Genesis 15, verses 6. This is what I was told. Genesis 15, verses 6. Let me find it. It says, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. And the he is Abraham. I believe that's Abraham, right? So the he is Abraham and you know i i have the bible and i don't know where i got this rule like it says in john 1 the word was with god is that jesus the word or is that like the bible because if jesus is the word of god like made flesh like a human being who thinks exactly like god thinks or is in total 100 percent alignment with god then isn't the bible uh written word of God so it's God the written word I don't I don't really worship my Bible it's not on a table and I just like put it on my table and then I bow down before it and start praying to it like does anybody pray to their Bible I mean I reverence the Bible but I don't pray to it I don't talk to it like it's alive and ask it to forgive my sins but isn't it says this is the living word of God? I have a friend and he only reads the four gospels and he told me that and I was really shocked. And it's like, dude, do you really want to you really want to go there? And I thought of this verse here, Second Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, all scripture, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Like all scripture, like the Hebrew Bible, the Old Covenant, and the Greek Bible, the New Covenant, and then together the Old and the New are the Word of God, like the total Word of God. One is very law-based, very left brain very transactional, and the New Covenant is very right-braced, very relational, very, quote, ooey-gooey, you know, chocolate-chewy unquote kind of thing but it's the same god speaking in two different i don't know versions of himself is the old covenant version 1.0 and the new covenant version 2.0 so is the version 2.0 backwards compatible with the 1.0 but the 1.0 is not really forwards compatible with the 2.0 should we just be reading the new testament I don't know. I have a rule. I don't know where I got this rule. Does anybody ever hear this rule? Never put anything on top of the Bible. Like, where did I get this rule from? I think I got it from my mother, or maybe it was taught to me, because I have this conditioning. Like, if I put the Bible down, and I put some keys on top, that just bothers me. I'm disrespecting God. I'm disrespecting the authority of the book. So I take the keys off. Or supposing I... I'm searching through something, and I inadvertently put a book on top of the Bible, whether it's the ESV Bible or the King James Bible or the New King James Bible that I have. And then I'm sitting down in a chair like what I'm doing now, and all of a sudden I see, there's a book on top of the Bible. Like, I can't rest now. I have to get up, and I have to take that book off the Bible because there's something in me that, am I showing disrespect to God? This is God's Word. Like, where did i get this where did i get this conditioning from like we're all creatures of conditioning right the, i don't see this rule in the bible thou shalt not put anything on top of god's word but yet somehow i don't know where i got this rule from anybody have that rule i think my brother must have uh given me that rule or conditioned me like if there's anything on top of the bible just you don't have anything on the bible so the bible is like god the written word right And we all kind of say the Bible, you know, we don't worship the Bible, but we worship the one in the Bible. We worship Jesus. And the Bible is written by a bunch of different guys. Did they all agree with each other? Like Samuel and David and, you know, Peter and, you know, Timothy and all these guys who wrote the Bible, John, Mark. I I truly believe that, that, that Nebuchadnezzar actually spoke Daniel four. I don't know if he wrote Daniel four, because it says I Nebuchadnezzar so but it seems to be in the first person tense Did somebody write down what he said and stuck it in Daniel there's the book of Daniel uh, is it all written by Daniel or did he start the book of Daniel and then somebody else finished it or they said this is a book concerning the prophet Daniel and they wrote it because who wrote like you don't really know but you know I mean, I think sometimes when I read the Bible, like, I have a theory. Like, what I said about Jesus being, you know, uh, conscious in heaven or not. Like, I would go through the Bible and I'd say, okay, I've got 90% of the verses, and I would say, it's kind of for my hermeneutic, but it's my private hermeneutic. I would never share it with anybody. And then all of a sudden, you read something in the Bible, and you read, like, say, 10% of the verses, and all of a sudden, it's like, Uh, These verses don't fit into my theory. To be honest, they seem to contravene what I said. You know what I mean? No matter how much you try to have a theory from A to Z or A to B or X to Y, and you get a bunch of verses and you say, these are my goalposts, these are my fence posts, They're taking me towards a certain hermeneutic. Oh, I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Boy, I must really be smart. Whew. I've got the Holy Spirit with me for sure. The other people just didn't even think about it. But I am so, so smart, even though I haven't gone to seminary. Boy, I got, I got it together, folks. And then you read 10% of the verses and you just, you cannot. All of a sudden, they completely blow what you're trying to do. Because I'm thinking about what I'm saying on the podcast. And it's like, I don't want to lead anybody wrong. If God and Jesus don't like the podcast, could you stop me from doing this? Could you pull the plug, sir? Because I don't want to say anything in your name as a Christian and it's totally wrong and misleading people. Then again, I could be saying really wonderful things and telling you to think and then the devil doesn't like it and he tries to get the podcast pulled. Because that could happen too, you know. Like we presume on the goodness of all these different places, all these different platforms to allow us to have quote our op- opinion unquote and jesus says in john 7 well you know you try to promote me and promote my teaching people in the world might not really appreciate what you're saying which is understandable devil doesn't really want people to hear the gospel because it says then then the gospel because he's trying to blind people to the brilliance of the gospel and the image of God and Jesus Christ. And what best way to do is to take away any kind of teaching about it. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to blur Jesus or make him out to be something that he's not. I'm just a person. I am subjective. I want to be objective. I say, Lord, I don't see it a certain way, but help me to at least be objective enough to give credence to the fact that there are other people out there who see the same verse that I see and they see it in a different way. Or they've been taught it that way from youth and that's the way that makes the most sense to them. And I have to I have to practice what I preach. I can't see hell burning forever. Like where would it be burning? On earth? Is there like a little miniature lake that when we're going on a hike with Jesus in the new creation, the new earth and Jesus says you can't go down there? why not well there's like a lake burning with fire well what's down there you don't want to know it's kind of like a miniature mordor if you don't know what mordor is look at the lord of the rings it's kind of like it's gone south real bad like you don't want to go there that's kind of a bad place well the fact that you're here is you're not in a bad place but do you know what i mean like i can't see that but maybe that's how it is maybe i got it wrong maybe there's stuff i don't know There's other factors I don't know. What does it matter? As the lady said in our Bible study, she said, I don't know if hell is burning forever or not or what temperature it is. I don't know and I don't care. Just don't put yourself there. Great advice. But my friend said to me, he only read the four gospels and I thought, aren't you interested in reading other things like Timothy, Revelation or Naaman or Amos? or Zechariah or Micah or Malachi like isn't that part of the gospel too? Isn't that all part of God's word? Written by Jewish people and maybe some Gentile people who all didn't agree with each other but they still were united by Christ united in Christ not united by a consensus of what we believe or how we want to do church or if you want to have praise songs or hymns we're not united in any of those things. We're united in Jesus Christ and his teachings and who he is and what he's done for us. That's that's the only way we can ever be united because we will never agree with other people about information. There's opinions, opinions and more opinions. I'm not married, but you find you find two people who are totally in agreement, a man and wife in, in marriage. I I don't think I've ever seen that. My parents loved each other and they were married for 48 years till my mother died my parents did not agree with each other at all sometimes and they had some vicious fights but then after three or four days they were talking to each other again and they stayed married you know that's marriage is a very close friendship but we have friends that we have we all we all say nobody's perfect i'm not perfect you're not perfect i don't agree with you you don't agree with me But yet we have this thing in Christianity where we have to agree with certain doctrines. I just don't know why. I thought we were agreement in relationships. I thought in Christianity what's corporate is other-centered relationships, not corporate information. Corporate information where we all agree on a certain harmonic, that's Judaism. Right? And we don't really care about relationships in Judaism, do we? Although the Shema is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your might, And you should love your neighbor as yourself. It seems to me that there's a little bit of Jesus in that statement. And then somehow in the new covenant, it got flipped. All of a sudden, it's corporate relationships and how you see things, the information, that's up to you. That's your personal business between you and the Holy Spirit in the heart. I'm going to read one more thing. I've quoted this verse before and then I'll close. And it's like, well, why are you trying to confuse us, calm Christian? Why are you doing this? I don't want to confuse you. I want, I want you to be confused enough so that you throw your hands up and give up trying to solidify information, which is what I tried to do for 53 years of my life. This is what my wife used to tell me was her favorite verse. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths be not wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and depart from evil it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones you know something it means more to me now when I don't have a marriage than it did before because before I didn't care about it but now I've had to fight for this and you know when I said to you a a belief has to make sense to me. Yes, it does. But the thing is, it says here, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding 100% because you will fail. No matter what you try to construct in your brain, there will be verses and opinions that totally fly against what you believe from an information point of view. But Jesus says, that's why I want you to trust me That's why I want you to trust my Father. That's what I have accomplished, salvation for you. And I'm giving it to you as a gift. Stop overthinking about everything and accept my gift. Take it, unwrap it, use it, apply it, live it. Believe it, receive it, achieve it. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. I don't throw my opinion at you, even though I am a big mouth, and I would like you to agree with me. I put my opinion before you for your perusal and inspection at a later date that is convenient for you because you need to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I can't do that for you, you can't do that for me. All we can do is influence each other and work together to finish finish, and promote the gospel so Jesus will come and we can get out of the old creation and step into the new creation where we will start living like we've never lived before. I love my life here although there's been sadness. But when my life here is over, or when God says the world is over, I can't wait for the new adventure, the best adventure to start. I told a lady in church, I'm annoying, aren't I? She laughed, she's 98 years old. I said, you know, you can't get rid of me because in heaven I'm gonna be your neighbor and I'm going to annoy you so much, you'll wish I wasn't there. And she laughed like blank. (laughs) <laughs> and then she gave me a hug and, and a kiss on my cheek she's 98 folks and church she said she wouldn't be anywhere else and she's got all her marbles but she still needs to u- use a walker 98 what a good way to live and what a great way to step into eternity with a laugh and a hearty laugh That's the gospel of God.